0: Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Table Talk Thursday with the Council of Citizens with Low Vision International. We are very pleased that you've joined us this evening. and. We've got an interesting topic. Uh, We'd like to have a pretty open discussion. Um, Before I go any further though, let me stop for one second and thank Belinda for streaming us this evening and Allison for hosting with us this evening. Um, I'm sure both of them will be doing a fabulous job. I think since we are streaming, what we might be best to do is use hand raising, at least uh to begin with. So Allison, would you mind reminding people about got it and hand raising and all that fun stuff?
2: Sure, I'll be happy to, Terry. All right, so uh as a reminder, these calls are being recorded for your safety and security. So therefore you will need to press the got it button it, got it button for the recording before you can do any of the commands that i'm about to give you so go ahead and do that guide button if you haven't done so already all right so if you'd like to raise your hand and you are on a pc you will press alt y if you are on a mac you press option y if you're on the app the raised hand option is under the more button which is located in the lower right hand corner of your screen if you're on a standard touch tone telephone you will raise your hand with star 9. Now to unmute or mute on a PC, you will press Alt-A if you're on a Mac. Command-Shift-A if you're on the app. The mute-unmute button is a toggle, and it's located in the lower left-hand corner of your screen. And if you're on a standard uh, touch-tone phone, you will mute or unmute with star 6. That's it.
3: Thank you very much.
2: You're welcome
1: this evening's topic is one that we thought about and said, let's organize our offices. And I am probably the last person in the world who should be leading this conversation since my office is generally in quite a bit of chaos. Um I don't have an office. <laughs> but, We all have some space, whether it's uh, a little a nook in the kitchen, or uh, what used to be your guest room is now your office, especially um, since COVID and we all isolating. We did a lot of renesting ourselves, Um, or you could be your office in in your place of business or where you work, and I think there are a lot of things that we can do and that we many of us have them. And that's why I would really like to have an exchange of ideas tonight that just make it easier for people who are blind or especially for those who have low vision um, to manipulate that office um, and not have it manipulating us all the time. Some of the very simple things that have come to my mind Uh, One of the best things I have ever come across is if you go on Amazon, I think they cost about $13. It's a stand. You look under monitor stands and it's a stand that lifts your monitor up about six inches higher than your desktop. But what that does is it gives you a space right under it to put your keyboard. So, but especially if you are like myself, need to get close to your to your monitor. You don't have the pull out drawer underneath, keeping you that much further back from your keyboard. Um, I, I I have two of them in my house at this point, and um, we'll probably get a third when I go back into the office again because I put them both to work here. Um, but I think that's. It's something that you want to have one that's probably about five or six inches in height. And then you don't have any issue with your knuckles getting bruised from the underside of any of the desk or, the, in this case, of the stand. And the stand will hold your monitor very nicely. <laughs>
3: um, a couple of other things
1: to think about in your office. I always find that it's very good and very helpful to have cabinets, if at all possible, cabinets with glass door fronts or some kind of doors on it. It keeps the dust out because there's a lot of things that you use a little more rarely than others and you don't, um, who wants to have to keep dusting them? Uh, So if you can do a cabinet or or a bookcase that's that's got doors, that's great. And the more shelves in a bookcase, I think, the better. Um, somebody gave me an idea just yesterday that I think is a great one. And that is for keeping track of things. So many people. You know, there are fewer and fewer desks available today that actually have a lot of drawers in them. If you go online looking for a new desk, Most of them are really what we would have called a table with maybe one drawer in it uh, because everything's on your computer now. But, you know, you still need the paper clips and the pens and the markers and um, file folders and things like that. And I don't know about you, but I can't fit them in a four inch high drawer. That's just not going to work. But what I did find, what a friend of mine was telling me, and I thought it was a brilliant idea. She's gone out and purchased, you know, the disposable food containers by Ziploc, a Hefty or whatever in the grocery store. Those come in all different sizes. Bruce. And they all have covers. And they're pretty translucent. Some of them are more translucent than others to see what's in it. But what's <laughs> nice about them is you can stack them. If we've got a bit of background noise. could we Anyone that's making having some background noise, could you mute temporarily, please? Thank you very much. Anyway, with those food containers, you can use them for paper clips, for pens and pencils, for stylus and uh, uh, slates and stylus, um, the, all any number of things. She keeps her um, iPhone. Cable the the wire to um, charge your Bluetooth headsets with in you know in one of those. The nice thing is that they stack, and the other really nice thing is that you can tape a label onto the front of it, whether it's a, a Dymo tape braille label or a print la- a large print label that you can write out your own label and just take a piece of pa- you know on a piece of paper and tape it on there you can mark them and in as big a print as you need and stack them up. And, and again, if they, if they get knocked over, everything's not going to fall out because they've got a cover on them. And if you pull one out, you can always put them, you know, they're easy to lift the top one off to get the second one, that kind of thing. Um, One of the other things that I find very helpful with, um, with, uh, shelving, as opposed to drawers, is if you do different types of printing. I know for if I need something for work, I only need 20 pound paper. But if I'm doing something for people with low vision, I want 24 or 28 pound paper. And having a shelf and especially one where it's not going to get dusty because it's got a door on it, that laying it out, on putting it out on a shelf is just so much neater and easier and quicker to grab. Um, Anybody has any suggestions at any time that you want to bring up, please feel free to raise your hand and we will absolutely recognize you. I am not an expert at this by any means, but uh, I can at least give us some ideas of ways in which to uh, keep moving.
2: Carrie, we have a we have a raised hand. Uh, Jewel. Mm-hmm. Jewel.
4: Good evening, Jewel. Good evening. My office is a little different from most people because I'm a crafter. So my I have I'm starting a crafting business. But one of the things that I like to use is um well things. Mesh bags, um, which I find are easy or better than ziploc bags because you can reuse them over and over again. Uh, whereas Ziploc bags eventually will you know, have a hole in them or something, Um, and pill bottles. So you get the pill label taken off of it, and you can put whatever label you want on it. I use those pill bottles for beads, but you could easily use them for um, all sorts of little things like paper clips and, you know, staples and all sorts of stuff like that.
1: That's a really good idea, and you could even take, let's say you had blue beads in one of them, you could even put a drop of super glue on the top and Put one of the the blue beads on the on the top of the pill bottle,
4: definitely. Um, or um, puffy paint in the color of the bead. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, yeah. And the nice thing about pill bottles is that everybody seems to have all these extra ones. They don't know what to do, and you just go on a free cycle group and go, "Hey, who's got pill bottles? I'll take all of them." <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: all great. An excellent idea. One of the other things that I have found. I think is very helpful, too, is, um, you know, if you get, oh, let's say, for instance, at Costco or at the grocery store, a fruit tray type thing, or maybe it's a cheese and crack or something like that, a divided tray that has a cover. I know the Costco ones usually have a cover. That's right. And I've gotten to using that for slightly bigger things like elastics, Um, you know, the things that I I never remember what you call them. Um, You know, bigger than a paper clip, they have the the usually black or dark blue, and they've got the uh, little handles to pin them to pinch them open. Um, Um,
4: You think you have alligator clips?
1: Yes, like alligator on that idea, like alligator clips, things that are, you know, a a little too big for like a pin bottle, uh, I mean, a pill bottle. but don't really need a whole container of them of their own. Um, you can put those in a divided dish. And especially if it's one that's gotta come. I love covers because you know that the time is gonna come when you bump it at some point and they're all over the floor. And then you're you trying to pick them all up and and usually I'm the one that finds the one that I missed and slip on it and fall or something. Um but I think that's a great idea, the pill bottles. That's a really, good, that's, and especially for those of you who are into crafting. Um, I think that's a great idea.
3: Um, anyone else have any thing that you use that
1: makes things a little easier? Another thing that I have found that I keep in my house is a, uh, a laminator. Uh, you know, there are some things that you want to keep, but you really don't want them to yellow. You really don't want them getting dog-eared, uh, things like that. And a laminator is not that expensive. I, I want to say I paid like about maybe $50 or $60 for one. Um, I don't know. I've had it for a number of years. And you can cut, them, cut the sheets down to whatever size you need.
3: Uh,
1: to keep things in um those I think are just very very handy. Another thing that I think is a handy thing, especially for those of us uh with low vision is a binder. Um they come in a couple of different sizes. I think the two that I have are both made by brother. And they're for making the nine you know like for 19 hole spiral print. Uh, I mean spiral bound things what's nice about that is that with that you can take if you've got a document that's let's say fifteen or twenty pages or even up to seventy five or hundred pages you can you can the binder itself has a slot in the back that you put the paper in four or five sheets at a time and pull the handle forward and it punches the nineteen holes. Then you move them to the front, you put in a binder, whatever size, whether you need a quarter inch or a half inch or a three eighths of an inch, um, and bind them. And what's really nice about that is that then they fold way back so that if you're trying to read it, let's say on a CCTV, um, or even if you're just holding it in your, in your hand instead of having it open like a whole book, you can just have it folded in half. Um, I've I have, back in the day when I used to do a uh, print calendar, I would usually create my own calendar that way and then just um, be able to stick notes in it. I'd do it single-sided so the back side would have all the notes for that that month on it. Um, Calendars are another interesting thing. You can create your own calendar on your computer very easily if you do it in a table format. And in, by doing it that way, then if you need uh, something is longer, it'll automatically resize the size of your table, and that that's a really handy thing to have, um, especially where we cut and paste so many Zoom links and dates and what it is that we what meeting this is and that is where we, we're cutting and pasting usually oftentimes from a uh, an email. You know, or from a website, uh, to be able to do it right there and then just a Control-A, Control-C, Alt-Tab, Control-V, and it's done, um, is another thing to do. I see we've got a couple of more hands up.
2: Yes, we do. Uh, Lisa G, you uh, may unmute, and then, Jewel, you will be after Lisa.
0: Hi. There was something you said that made me think of this. Um... On a computer, there are there's something you can get that you can attach your cell phone and a light. There's an, um, a circular light that plugs into the computer by usually USB. And when it's dark out, if you're using Zoom and going on Zoom calls, it has like white light and it can change to yellow light. But uh, it adds uh, some light that you might not be able to get the proper lighting from a lamp or when I go on zoom, sometimes the sun sets and all of a sudden I'm, I'm dark. You can't even see me. I'm just missing. So I find that that light, you can get ones that clip on to the computer There's ones that stand up. I have one that clips on with the circular light and then I can put my cell phone on it too. If I need to refer to that. Uh, Just an idea. Oh, that is a
1: great idea. That is good, and and that's you know I've often noticed that um, when people have had their video on on a Zoom call, they may not realize that, like you say, the sun has set, or that the light might be burned out in that room, and uh, and they're sitting there and you're only sort of kind of seeing a the ghost of a shadow of someone. But I think that's a that's a really good idea. I like that. I unfortunately, my which is how we ended up in the home mess earlier getting started tonight. Um, my computer, I don't have a, a, a camera on. I, uh, I have a desktop computer that didn't come with a camera, and so I uh, never think to. I've been thinking about getting a new camera for it, but I just haven't figured out how I'm gonna where it's gonna attach to the computer because I've got too many other things hanging off of my monitor now. <laughs> but um, but that's a, that is a very good idea. Jewel, you had another
3: idea?
4: I just wanted to mention that there is a um, gentleman with the ACB entrepreneurs, who wants to plug for him. He has created a low vision planner um, called, it's a easy to see planner. E, the letter's yeah. E-Z, the number two, the letter C. Um, and it's got really big squares, and it's really easy to see. So um, you look for that. Um, the guy's name is Edward. I can't remember his last name, but Edward, I'm Edward sure Cohen. he would want me to plug that.
1: Was he, that? Edward Edward Cohen. He's often on our calls. Yes.
4: Um, yeah. So. Yes.
1: Yeah, he's I know. He's a cool Edward. guy. And- he does. And, and for someone who wants something uh, something that's not on your computer. He does some he has some excellent products. He also right, does sometimes it's,
4: it's easier. easier just to have it on the wall.
1: Yeah. So once in a while it is. Um I think it you know again it depends on what's the mo- what what works for you. And uh he he does he has some excellent products. He also does a lot of um notepad type things. And a calendar, and um, he's presented on uh, for CCLVI many times in the past as well. But uh, yeah, that's Edward Cohen. Um, for anyone who, he's, as I say, he's often on these calls. I was just running down the list to see if I saw him on tonight, but of course I don't.
3: Um. Anyway,
1: where were we up to? The containers, we talked about containers, um, labels. No matter what you need to label, I think you can pretty much label it, customize your labeling. Um, if you want to do it, again, if you've got more a Braille labeler, um, we have one of those old, the big round circle, punch it until your arm hurts, until your hand hurts. Great exercise, Leslie Spoon would be proud of how strong my hands can be sometimes. Um, but using if you want to use that if you want to use a card depending on how big do, an object it is you can use um, uh, mailing labels um, and on those through your printer you can print them by hand whatever works best for you to see. I think the important piece when it comes to labels is to make your label as Brief as it can be, but as large as you need it, or as dark as you need it, or as thick a you know whether you're someone who likes like something that's in a magic marker as opposed to uh, maybe a 2020 type pen, or um, prefers Verdana over Arial uh, if you're doing it on on a printer, something like that. I think the fewer the the fewer letters that you're putting on it, the easier it is to, to make it fit, whatever the object is you're wanting to put it on. Um, you know, I think the reality is that most of us don't really read the entire word, oftentimes, and so we can often leave out the vowels. Um, You know, if I'm going to make a label for something that's, um, oh, let's say it says Maryland, I'm very apt to just put MD, you know, something like that. Um, Because I can see the M and the D, if they're an inch high, a lot better than I'm going to see writing out the entire word Maryland, Uh, that kind of thing. And I think that's it's just another with A little bit of a shortcut for us. I think we often don't read an entire word when we're looking for something quickly. We can scan better oftentimes with something as short as possible. Um, I think there are a lot of ways that we can do labeling.
3: Um, but uh, let me see.
1: I'm not used to being co-host. I'm looking at this thing. Why do all of these things have a record next to them? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I should pay more attention to what I'm doing here, I guess. Um, The labels. um, Oh, here's another quick thing that I have found very, very helpful. When I'm looking for something quickly in a file on my computer. And that's especially true in Excel. Uh, If you have, let's say you have an Excel spreadsheet that you keep your accounts in, your username and your passwords in, something like that, you know, like maybe for Amazon and Bard and um, your Blue Cross number or your Medicare number, something like that. About every fifth line, every fifth row, I always have to think of them as saying row or column when it comes to Excel. About every fifth row or so, I go in and change the fill on that row to a light blue. Maybe it's a light blue or a light green or whatever color works for you. Background. So that then when you're trying to follow all the way across a line, you know that the one that you're looking at is the one that's just below the one that's in light green, that has the light green background. It's just, I find it one way to just to work a little bit more efficiently. And um, it comes in, It you know, it can come in quite handy doing something like that. Um, another piece of equipment that I would be lost without in my office And that is my Lady A. There is nothing more helpful than Lady A when you're looking to spell. I was trying to spell the word nostalgic last night. I couldn't remember with the first vowel. I was N-A-U, N-U-N-A. She's wonderful for telling you how to spell words. Siri does a good job, too. Um, But I like Alexa. Uh, Excuse me, Lady A uh, does tend to give you some more uh, more options. You know, um, we were looking up a word recently and she would give you the first definition and then ask, do you want the second definition? Do you want the third definition? Um, And she's wonderful for that. She's also very good for antonyms or synonyms. Uh you know you don't want to use the same word well, let's say community um over and over and over again in the same in the same sentence or the same paragraph. you just don't want redundancy and it, it the uh echo is is really good for that kind of thing um somebody I'm sure I'm sure we have more people who have some more ideas here. I want to know what some of you use to get through um, as productively and as efficiently as possible. And so I really do ask you um, to please raise your hand and just give us an idea of something that you use. You know, it may seem very everyday, obvious to you, and it could well be something that many of us have never thought of in the past.
3: So please don't hesitate. Uh, hey, Lisa G has Lisa, her head raised.
1: She does
0: indeed. Go for it, Lisa. Now, this is silly, but and I think I mentioned this before because I learned it from your, from your group, is that I changed my lady A to Ziggy. First of all, it's easier to say. And then this way, if I'm talking to somebody and I say the name or somebody's talking to me and I have it on uh, speaker, it doesn't set it off. And I like and the Ziggy comes from Quantum Leap, a TV show from the nineties. And that was the computer with Ziggy. And I get a kick out of it. Oh. But, um, I, I ask my Ziggy everything. I mean, and it's wonderful. I, I used to use Siri solely, And um Siri, as we've talked about, says, Oh, here's what I found, and then you gotta go. You gotta use voiceover, <laughs> gotta read it yourself. It's like, Well, I want you to tell me.
3: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> I don't know if there's anybody here on the call that doesn't use the Lady A, but you can name it five names. And I just think Ziggy is great. And I had mouth issues last month, and it was hard for me to say, you know, the Lady A word because my mouth was in so much pain. Ziggy was so much easier. (laughs) It just comes out easier. So that's what I do. My name And my friend of mine, her granddaughter is the Lady A name. So she had to change hers to, like, Echo Show or something like that, Echo because uh, it would just say something. But um, I love it, and I love it for music. And I even did it today for the words, the songs, some lyrics. I heard some lyrics, and I didn't know what the song was. It was Hollow Cove. Never heard of the group Bless, uh, Blessings by Hollow Cove. It's gorgeous. And I just asked Lady A, and I gave her the few. Um, I said, um, what song is this lyric? And she told me the, the group and the name of the song. This is so cool. Is it, is yes. it familiar? I asked for jokes. Is I mean, people all know this, I'm sure, on this call, I would imagine. But you can ask for jokes. You can ask for the weather. You can ask for what happened in history. I love the joke. You can even ask for a joke about a specific topic. I'm in Toastmasters, the VIP Online Toastmasters, and uh, if I'm the humorist, sometimes I want to get in. We have a theme. If we have a theme, the theme last week was um, summer activities. So I wanted a joke that represented that, and I asked I asked my Ziggy and it was great. It was like, a, tell me your summer activity joke. You know, it's just, you can get anything on, on that Lady A. It's amazing. truly. It, it is. It
1: is. I have finally stumped her with a song the other night. But, what? Then, I know, but then I have another friend who has an amazing, amazing collection of music and and, and an amazing memory. And he couldn't find it either. We both decided it was a kennel ration commercial, <clears throat> and that's why right, we couldn't find it. It was the first time I think I've ever stumped her. But you're absolutely right. She is. She's. She's great to have around. Um, what What did you ask her? I didn't hear. I, it was. A, I had the lyrics to an old song that at some point, in time, What we finally decided is it was a song at one time, but then it became a kennel ration commercial. <laughs> um there's a song called I've got a Doggy named Leroy. <laughs> and she could not find that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, what well, did you like try to say search uh, search uh YouTube for it because sometimes that's happened to me like if you can't find it I'll say search YouTube for it and then I they did,
1: find I it. Did. I didn't. I did Google it and I couldn't get anything on Google on it either. Um and I was talking with a dear friend of ours um uh, some of you probably remember and probably know Mike Duke. Yesterday, and he was telling me, um, he he just calls his Minerva. He said it's one thing that she's. Just, he said she doesn't misunderstand that one for some reason. He when he's talking about her, not when he's talking to her, obviously. <laughs> but at least at least it keeps her from starting up in the middle of a conversation.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. But
1: uh, anyway, I think that that's, you know, those are a lot of the ideas that some of the ideas that I've come up with. Um, One of the things that I've also found is back kind of on labeling and such um, file cabinets. Many of you use a file cabinet in your in your office. I have found um, hanging cabinets. I, I hang, the hanging file type uh, are much easier to keep track of. They don't slide down underneath of the stuff eventually, And the plastic, um, the tab at the top, the file tab, they usually, you usually get the plastic that goes over it. That plastic, I have managed, it wasn't easy, but I have managed to braille on that. um Again, though, I've also used a piece of a mailing label uh, to do it in print. Another thing you can do with it is take that off altogether and don't use any kind of a tab. Just use the, you know, the the tab that's part of the file folder, and that gives you more room for putting uh, something for labeling something in uh, in large print. Unfortunately, usually hanging file folders don't have that tab at the top. They seem to always be made with the slots for you to put the little insert-type tab into. Um, but you can insert your own good-sized piece of a of a three by five card in there. Not huge, but you know it depends on how much clearance you have between the top of the door opening. And the uh, and the fo- and the file folder, but you can you you can make your um, labels on your file folders pretty large that way. Um, I uh, Jewel, I know you've got another. I think you're the only two people that are really awake tonight. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I wanted to share what I do for files. Um, this is for mail, for receipts, for all sorts of things like that. I have a portfolio folder. It's a zippered portfolio folder um, that you might use like for artwork and stuff. Um, It has all the little um, dividers and it has um, mine has tabs that are just part of the divider, but I don't Mm. use that. I put my braille on the um, plastic as a divider upside down from the side. Like if I'm, if I have it um, facing me, the side that is on the other side of the divider away from my body, I put it upside down there. Then when I slip my finger over the back of that divider, my braille is right there and in the right direction.
1: That's a very good point. You reminded me of something else when you said that. When I was talking about labeling uh, the little boxes. To keep things in, the uh, my friend Judy that uh, was talking about it the other day said what she does is she does the braille on those right side up, for the ones that she's keeping on the shelves that are, um, you know, near you. The bottom two shelves, she does the same thing to put mm-hmm. the braille on upside down, and then you right. don't it's have to down on less Yes, you don't have to get down on the floor Um, (laughs) with them. Another
4: thing I wanted to mention is make use of your command strip hooks. I have a pair of headphones on a command strip hook. Um, I have um, cables that I hang off of there on um, like a cable reel. Um, I have um, things I put on key rings, you know, all sorts of things can be put on a, a command strip hook as long as it's not too heavy for it and if it is something heavier you can get one of those um screw in um hooks so it's going to make a hole in the wall but you don't have to like hammer it in or anything it's a little easier to get it in there properly
1: yeah that's just, those are handy all over the house those yeah. are i i i think those are great like i love those in the kitchen just to, i wouldn't Sorry, I I just tend to have one to keep the pot hold, to keep my oven mitt on, you know
3: that kind of I thing. I was gonna say
4: I would not suggest putting something fragile on that, so like a teapot, no. a teacup, or something. But no. a pot holder or a towel or um, a, you know, headphones that you know are okay. Like I have the Logitech headset and it's fallen a couple of times, no problem. It's it's durable. Yeah, that's um, what it is. Yeah.
3: That's a great idea. Um,
1: okay. Who else has some ideas of things that you do that we haven't met we haven't touched yet on? Or do you have any questions about something? Do you have an, an issue? What can I do with such and so? Um we'll, we'll see if we can't come up with an answer or two.
3: And Lisa
1: G has her
0: hand raised. Yeah, Lisa. Only because you said it may be silly, and you know maybe somebody could make use of it. I do. uh, Like I recycle. Like if I get a good envelope that's kind of hard or something, I'll just reuse it and I put things in it. Like I have one, and I put it in the top drawer of my desk on on the, the left side of my desk, and I just put like my bump dots in one, and then for another county, I have tickets for Paratransit. And I'll put that in another envelope and all, and I just kind of keep things organized that way. Not that I'm organized. Do not get me wrong. <laughs> trust, I'm a work in progress. Trust me. I'd like to know what to do with my paper clips because I, I never have anything little. Oh, maybe the pill bottles. I just thought of that. Thank pill you for Pill bottles that idea. work well. Pill bottles work well. I'll give you another idea.
1: Um, I have two of them, I think, from different years. Some of the when you're going through the exhibit hall you never know what or any exhibit hall um you never know what some company is going to be giving out um as you know as an advertisement I have a couple of thing, uh containers they, they're kind of cute because they're like magnified um that I think I got from optelect years ago and I have one of those that I keep I tend to keep my paper clips in one of the other ones. It's handy and you can pick it up in any stationery store. I think are uh, the um, it's about the size of a pill bottle, but it's magnetic around the top edge uh, for paper oh, clips. Yeah.
3: For metal yeah, paper. It. Work, oh, it works oh. good
1: for metal paper clips. Not so much for plastic. I think the idea of um, little spice containers or um, I know I used to have I think I am still using a few of the old Tupperware little spice containers that you could stack on that stacked on top of each other. Those, those are great for paper clips and for small, little small items like that. Um, great. And something a little longer, maybe like the idea of the hefty or uh, the uh, plastic boxes that I was talking about. The boxes for, um, I don't know about you, but I never have an entire row of staples that doesn't fall apart somewhere in the middle of it. Um, and just to, put the, to keep those in, to keep the staples that'll go in your stapler. Uh, what, that's one of the other things that I think a sh- shelving is great for are things like staplers, like uh, a scotch tape holder, that kind of thing. Anything I can have not on my desk where I'm apt to bump it, and knock it over, Or where it's gonna be in the way when I'm trying to read something um or do something else. Uh I I I think it's always handy to be able to keep something to keep your workspace as clear as possible. I just think is outrageously important. Peggy Ann has her hand up. Good evening, Peggy Ann.
5: Good evening. Um, you were asking what um other people do what people do to organize their office um I'm not very organized but I do have like a bunch of tiny things like um paper clips and like safety pens and like the mini staplers like the, the staples for them like in and, and I got it and I think the I got this organizer and it has six little box no, not six. Um, Eighteen little boxes. They're probably about an inch, about maybe two inches or so. Um, it's about the size of a piece of paper, the whole box. And I got a craft department. It's to put, like, beads and things in for crafting. And mm-hmm. I have, like, push pushpins, thumbtacks, um... You know, like the the things that like you, like you said are gonna lose. Like I'm always looking for safety pins, so I threw them in there. I have different um, a different compartment for different size paper clips, um, different size rubber bands. I have in d- the different little boxes, you know, little box slots that are in there. So and that's been very helpful because it's all contained in one area. And um, I just go when I grab it out of the drawer that I need, and I have it all there.
1: I think it's an excellent idea. I use something similar to that for different size screws and nuts and bolts. Um, in, in instead of trying to go through the toolbox and find the ones that have fallen into the bottom of the toolbox, I use something like that for those kinds of things. One of the other things that um, you made me think of, but that especially if you could get one that had spaces that were maybe a little longer. The one thing that drives me crazy are Allen wrenches. And, you know, you, you buy a, anything you buy at Ikea comes with an Allen wrench and it's the one that only fits that one piece of equipment. And trying to find which Allen wrench is which, I've often ended up taking a, um, a little, just a little note, and taped it to an Allen wrench and put those in a con- in That type of a container, um, because they're another thing that are great fun to figure out which one is which at some point in time, and keep them from getting lost. But uh, yeah, no, I think that's that's. I've never thought about using it in my office. I think that's a great idea. I always tend to use it in my. Down down in the uh, in the toolbox. Something else that I have found that's I picked them up in a dollar store one time, and they're cloth. They and they look decent enough. Um, they came in beige and dark brown. I think were the two colors. Uh, uh, like a collapsible fabric box, but they had a hard surface inside so the, and they're, they're wonderful for um, lining up CDs if you've got uh, especially you know i wouldn't want to guess how many old copies of zoom text and jaws and Pacmade and um i think we even still have some window eyes uh CDs and such and uh, di- just different um back in the day you know different programs that came on on CDs and something that's that size, you can even use a shoe box oftentimes if you've got a, especially like a larger shoe, maybe from sneakers or men, men's shoes or boots or something. Those, you can always just line things up in those. And again, then it's easy to pull them out and see what it is. Um, another thing that I have always found very handy is I have tended to well, I've at least brailled um, all of our CDs, which, you know, when you, if you do it like when you get them or when you've got, only got about 10 to do it at a time, isn't bad. Um, for those of us that still use CDs, I, I happen to because I have a lot of them from groups that, you know, the CDs that you that you'd buy off the stage that are never going to show up on Amazon um and that kind of thing i have a lot of i probably got i don't know 100 and 100 or more of that type of cd uh from back in the day when i used to go to a lot of pubs i guess <laughs> um but there's a lot of um a lot of, of we have a lot of things around our houses that we can repurpose and uh and it just make life a little bit easier, you know. I I tend not to put a label on a CD, a print label on a CD. Sometimes I will, um, because usually I can see the picture of whoever it is. Easier than it would be to take out my glasses and read the the large print label that I put on it. Um, and that's, I guess, what I'm getting at is you do what works best for you. And I think that's but we need to sit back and think about not what the average person next door would do, but what works best for you. And that's the best way I think to um, increase your productivity, increase your efficiency, and most importantly, increase your own comfort level. Um, If we're not comfortable in our offices, we're not going to get as much done in our offices. We're not going to enjoy our office as much. Uh, i'm wondering do many of you have um things in your office that you enjoy um you know i have i have my grandmother's high school graduation picture for instance um in the orig- in its original frame in my office um i also have some of you know that i tend to be a little on the irish side I have a friend who had made me about an eighteen-inch in diameter uh, macrame shamrock years ago, and every office I have ever had since about oh, I'm going to say somewhere in the 1980s, um, I have always had that shamrock hanging. I used to when I worked at ACB, it hung on on the door of my office, and it just had a. It uh, had a bow down at the bottom of it, and it had a pipe on a little, it's supposed to look like a little pipe, but that pipe always reminded me of my father, and the shamrock was just, you know, his, my whole Irish thing. And to this day, it's, you know, even I, took, I had it at the FCC in my office, and when we came home for COVID, it was one of the things that got packed to come home with me, expecting to be here for two weeks. Um, and now it's hanging permanently, I think, in my office here. Um, it's, uh, I think it is important to have things that you're comfortable with around you, whether it's plants or souvenirs, um, what have you. I think that is important. I know in my husband's office, we have a painting that of someone who was a former student at Perkins had done, Many many years ago, um, of the of the Perkins Tower and uh, Pond, and he has that hanging over his desk. And uh, since he's a, he's a Perkins graduate from from a long time ago, anyway. Um, Jewel has her hand up again.
3: Jewel, you can unmute.
4: Sorry about that. I just had a couple of other ideas. Um, hutches are great. My desk has a hutch with two shelves. Um, the two shelf, it's one shelf and then the top. But under that first shelf is an open space, um, which if I were low vision, which I'm, I'm mostly blind, like mostly totally blind. I have light perception only, but I would probably put a cork board back there. Um, cork boards are amazing if you have, you know, uh, just a quick note that you want to stick a thumbtack in or a picture of a friend, or, you know, you want to stick some thumbtacks in there to use later, or, you know, whatever you want to stick in that, it, it's a great thing to have, um, or a whiteboard if you'd prefer. Um, and then I wanted to mention that, You shouldn't be afraid to make something if you don't know what to, what you need, you know, if you don't know, you can get what you need. So, for example, I have made some um, boxes for um, my yarn. I have one box that is, basically, I took a really sturdy box and I cut out the top half of one of the sides. So, the, so on all other sides, it's open, but on that top half, of the front side, it's it, um, on all other sides it's closed. So on that top half on the front, it's open and then I can have my yarn in there and I can grab what I need, um, you know, very easily, um, you know, so cut out things if you need to. Um, those packages that you get from Amazon often come in really sturdy boxes. Um, yeah. obviously not the outside box but the inside box that it comes in those are usually really sturdy they can be used for a lot of things um and then tins are amazing like i have a tin that my mom sent me with a bunch of cookies in it washed it out now i keep my kumihimo bobbins in it so crafting supplies
3: yeah i think oh.
1: you're, you're right tins i think can be very very helpful um yeah. a lot of things that you can keep in tins I I tend to try to keep a lot of my wires in them. Um, You know, you know how many power cords you can accumulate through the
3: years?
1: (laughs) Uh, You know, and which ones fit which device and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, I try to keep, you know, all the, the ones that, that are for, the PC and one and one the ones that are for some of the, our don't ask me why, but we still have a whole lot of our old phones that are no good. Um, but sometimes, you know, the, the charger might work on something else.
2: Carrie, um, I just want to let you know, we have about seven minutes left.
1: Thank you, Allison.
2: You're welcome.
3: Well, I think this has been a,
1: yeah, I, I hope this has been helpful for people. Um, We've covered a lot of territory, I think. Um, I'm hoping that it really um, gets me into the mood to get in and get a lot more done in my office. Uh, Right now, my office has two iPads and three computers in it. And so we won't even get into how many. I think there are three monitors in there a mixer, um, two desktop computers. It's it's a mess, I confess. It is a mess. It needs to be worked on. And uh, hopefully I will get from some of the things that people have said tonight, um, get myself motivated to work on that this weekend. Uh, let me just remind you folks that um, tomorrow morning, uh, we'll see how ambitious I was tonight. Tomorrow morning, we are doing a brunch on the CCLVI Coffee Hour. Anybody, uh, Patty Cox and I will be talking about some easy and fun recipes for um, things to, you know, to do for brunch, whether it's one where you've got kids involved and maybe we'll make some peekaboo eggs, Uh, whether you've got a big crowd and you want to do, I have a friend who has a wonderful recipe for um, hash browns that you do in the crock pot. Uh, When you've got a big crowd, um, we've just got a whole lot of ideas that we're going to be, and I'm not even sure of all of the ones that Patty's come up with. Uh, But we'll be doing that at 11 o'clock Eastern tomorrow morning. Tomorrow night, uh, let me see, you know, then next thing, Writing Works Wonders, is at one o'clock and Kathy King will be doing that and Kathy and uh, Cheryl McNeil Fisher will be uh, the people who do Writing Works Wonders, which is a great program and they are going to be uh, doing our show, our call next Monday evening here with CCLVI and tomorrow night, we are doing. I think Allison is coming back tomorrow night. I know her house is anyhow. <laughs> um, <laughs> I plan to. <laughs> yeah. Tomorrow night we're on visibilities at seven o'clock Eastern. We are doing the exhibit extravaganza. We always, you know, I often joke that Janet tickleman is the queen of the convention, or Michael Smitherman is the king of the exhibit halls. <laughs> <laughs> that we he's been doing them for. 20 years or 22. I think he said 20 years. Um, and so he's going to be with us tomorrow night all about what you can expect um, this summer with the uh, exhibit halls, the exhibit hall convention and CCLVI and BITS, the blind information technology specialists are going to be doing um, something in addition to the, uh, with many of the um, exhibitors. Um, during convention and so we'll be talking about some of that as well and with that I want to wish you all happy cleaning out your office folks let's just be comfortable in it make it the make it your own space and do in it whatever makes it work best for you and thank you all and have a great evening